This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on the Vedicism. So today I want to talk with you a little bit about our uh, agitated state and our desire for peace and uh, awareness. We are all in the material world and we're all subject to the outside influences. And those outside influences are changing. Everybody's commenting. The world's changing. The world's crazy. Well, why is the world changing? And why is everybody interpreting the change as crazy? And the answer is pretty easy. Because what's happening is the conclusions and the concepts that the people are bringing to the table don't make sense. It doesn't make sense to accomplish one thing at the cost of another. That's not a solution. That's an alternative. Solutions are where you fix multiple issues with the correct solution. Not that you fix one thing by sacrificing another. So everybody's looking at the society going, well, wait a minute, we're not fixing anything. We're just changing the type of problems we have. And they end up getting more and more cynical and critical and dissatisfied and full of anxiety. And so what happens then is people try to blot it out and they start living a life of denial. Now the problem with denial is it does the same thing. Denial is actually ignoring one set of problems but you create another set because during the denial process you deny your own divinity and your ability to cope with the problems facing you or your society. We have the capacity to cope with everything that comes before us. There's that old phrase, if God brings you to it, God will get you through it. But that takes faith. That takes an awareness of your relationship with the Lord and your divinity and how to exercise that divinity to get you through the tough times. Now we understand, everybody in general who grows up and learns a few things along the way, that the tough times teach you as much as the good times. And it's the strengthened by fire concept is has merit. The concept has merit. You learn certain things, you uh, value different things or things differently when you're in tough times. Many people in distress call out, oh, God save me. But they're not thinking of God in their daily life. But when they're in that distressed condition, they sure are. Because they're in a situation where nobody else can save you. So you turn to someone with supernatural powers, omniscience, omnipresence, the capacity to assist in the most difficult of circumstances. God, the supreme being. So what happens is your innate divinity comes to the surface in hard times. You're more or less forced because the circumstances are literally beyond your capacity. And no one's exempt. 
because it's a combination of experiences in this world where strengthening by fire is one of the methods we all have to endure. And we're in a situation where society is becoming a bit lethargic about responsibility. And they're sitting back in denial about the difficulties that are going on and being created and impacting in their life. And they're not actually strengthening. They're actually caving, giving up, walk away, don't look at it. We have, we've seen these things for decades where in many of the big cities of the world, crimes are committed and people just walk by and don't even stop. They don't come to the aid. Somebody's yelling, help, help, and nobody, come, nobody comes. I don't want to get involved. It's not my problem. So this denial thing has gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse to where people are denying their responsibility to their families. They're denying responsibility to their communities. They're denying all sorts of responsibility. And one of the reasons is that the corporate structures that are dominating the world, they don't care about humans. They don't have any compassion. They won't come to your aid. Everybody knows the joke, banks will loan you money when you don't need it, and when you do, they won't. No money for you, sorry. I know you need it, but tough. This cold, calculating concern over money and no concern over compassion is the corporate breed. And it's in every kind you can think of. The Internet's the same way. You have to fill in this if you want to get that. You have to give us all this information we want or we won't let you see this or we won't send you your product or we won't answer your question. And this is control mechanisms to make everybody follow down the same path and force you through the same circumstances where you are exploited in the end. And you know that. You go, God, I don't want to tell them all this stuff about me. Oh, I don't want to fill that in. Sorry, this is a necessary box. You must fill this in. What? Oh, I don't want to fill that in. I don't want to add this in. It's none of your business. Where did you hear about us? Was it a friend? Was it on the internet? Was it a poster? Was it a billboard? Holy cow. Your marketing is not my problem. My problem is how to live in a society where I can still be a compassionate human being who lives by the truth and not be exploited and taken advantage of. Because we've allowed the corporates to have more power than the people. So, it's pushing society into a, it's crazy. I'm going into denial. I'm not going to take responsibility for anything. I'm barely going to participate. I'm going to hide. I'm going to go and hide in intoxication. I'm going to hide in movies. I'm going to hide in my phone. I'm going to hide behind the television. All of the different things that they are saying to you are technology are actually distractive escapes for those who are in denial that they are a divine human being who is compassionate and is firmly committed to the truth as a normal person. And if you're not in that category, if you are not divine by consciousness, if you are not compassionate by actions, if you are not firmly committed to the truth, you're not human. You're in a human form, aye, 
But you're not human by nature. You're not acting of the role of a human. You're not being responsible. Therefore, everybody looks at everybody else. We have everybody who is so good at finding fault, being critical, pointing out the differences, pointing out the problems, looking at everybody with a critical point of view other than themselves. There's not many people who spend any time looking in the mirror at the consciousness they're looking at. They're looking at their eyebrows. They're looking at their cheeks. They're looking at their hands. They're looking at their haircut. They're looking at the externals. But they're not looking at the consciousness of the being in front of them. You're reading everybody else that you come across. You look at this person, oh, I don't like him. Oh, that's a nice person. Oh, she's pretty. All oh, this, all that, all the other things. But you're not looking at yourself with the same critical evaluation. Where is the consciousness of the guy in the mirror? And then look and see. Oh, nobody does that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm critical of everybody else. I can't be critical of me. But self-criticism is a healthy attitude. It's good to improve yourself, isn't it? It's good to see your faults and try to correct them. It's good to see where you can improve. When you're a little kid, they try to tell you that all the time. Oh, you got to do better in your classes. You got to do better in your reading. You got to improve this or that. You got to be nice. You got to PC fit in. La, 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 la. Improve, improve, work, work, work. And as soon as you get to the point you're about 10 or 12 years old, they don't care anymore. You end up acting like the school ground, the playground people, the playground atmosphere, the playground standard. And it doesn't change. There's 80-year-old people that are just as stupid as they were when they were on the playground. All they can say the same, yeah, good choice, yeah, mate, fine, cool, yeah, bitchin', good, far out, yeah, all that. But they don't look in the mirror and see the level of the consciousness of the person they've become. We are divine. The Vedic literature says we are divine by construction. The living entities are part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A small part, but we are a particle of God. And we are individual eternally. He is the Supreme Person. We are infinitesimal persons. But we are all individual persons with individual consciousness, duties, responsibilities, actions. But the divine quality is our our basis. That is our constitutional situation. To go along and pretend to be something else is ridiculous. The denial of you have a divine responsibility. You have a divine duty. You have a divine relationship with many, many eternal living entities. To deny all of that literally frustrates the self-realization, the God-realization, the development of consciousness up to and beyond the human platform of life. There's the concept we're made in the image of God. That means more, that is more than the image. We have all the characteristics of God. We're in, we're creative. We're knowledgeable. We're productive. We care. We have a lot of divine qualities that are not being exercised. Those divine qualities are becoming stagnant because we're in 
criticism mode because we are not satisfied with the reality we're in and we're not allowing the strengthening by fire to make us stronger and bring our will forward and let us become the better being that this uh, confrontational or difficult circumstances is about. You're not supposed to fall to pieces when something goes wrong. You're supposed to cope. You're supposed to get over it, heal. This is what happens when there's a tragedy in society. You're supposed to help each other heal. You're not supposed to belabor the problem and fear and worry and cry and become a useless mess. You're supposed to grow. It's supposed to bring out the deeper, stronger qualities, divine qualities that are naturally in us all. This crashing and turning into a big sobbing mess on the floor, that has nothing to do with human form of life. That does not lead to the awakening of your consciousness. We have circumstances where people are living on, in uh, little bubbles of life. They have this, people that don't come outside hardly. They live in their home, and their home is just the extension of their body. They are, their body is on the, has the living entity, the spirit soul, in it. And then the house has their body in it. So it's a box in a box. And as far as the outside world, they only see or accept or cope with what they want to. Until the world, in its own inevitable way, crashes into their environment in some way or another. And then they fall to pieces. It doesn't make them stronger. They don't grow. They don't heal. They don't help others heal. They don't mature. They don't learn from it. They crash. Well, we're in a situation in this material world at this time in history where change is upon us. It's not my causing it. It's not your causing it. It's not the government causing it. It's not anything causing it. It is a uh, karmetic reaction. It's a natural transition. It's the cause and effect reality that nature governs everything with. The only consistent thing in life is change. The 1900s, the 1600s, the 2000s, none of them are the same. They're all characterized by unique changes in the circumstances, etc. in those eras. And we are in an era of change. It's been relatively stable for 50 years, maybe 70 years, maybe 100 years, depending on where you live or what you're going through. It's been relatively stable, but it's not now. Everybody can sense it. The intelligent people are preparing for change, are looking to see things from a higher point of view, are trying to become more divine, are trying to contribute positively to the upliftment of perspective in society. And the masses are crumbling into puddles on the floor. Shaking, creeping, crying, and the middle of it, the balance of the people, are just critical. Fault-finding, fault-finding, everywhere, everyone, everything, all the time, complaining, 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 and not willing to grow. Now, the Vedic literature says it is your duty to grow. It is your duty to become awakened it is your duty to use the human form of life for what it's intended, self-realization, accumulation of knowledge. 
commitment to morals, standards, principles, values, compassion, truthfulness. That's what the human form of life is for. All the other species of life are different levels of stress, struggling, happiness, enjoyment, etc., 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 etc. But the human form of life, the intelligence is strong enough to control the mind with the intelligence and control the senses with the mind and use the human form of life as the most valuable tool for self-realization it actually is. But you get in the human form of life and what are you doing? Worrying, looking, focusing, bitching about others, everybody else, not the man in the mirror. This human form of life is for you to fix the man in the mirror. But everybody's going the other way. I want to find fault. Well, find it with yourself. And when you're done and you got yourself put back together and sorted out and stable, then you can worry about others. You should still only worry about others from a healthy point of view of constructive criticism and caring. Let me help you, keep you from falling into that problem or getting yourself into a situation you're not going to like. But standing around saying, you know, you're ugly and you're stupid and you don't have any money and I don't like being around you and you stink. What's this about? This is not human. So we're in a circumstance of change. Whether we like it or not, we can make the best of it and we can grow and become better beings. Or we can make the worst of it and become critical, unhappy, just frustrated. But the change is still here, and you're not going to stop it. And you're going to have to come to grips with it. This is a time of change in the universe, in the cycle of time, in the birth and death and old age and disease cycle of life. This is a time of change. And the change is sorting out the good from the bad, the liars from the truthful, the selfless from the selfish. You need to stop and look at that and understand which category you're in. You need to look at, are you human by action or are you animal by action? We can talk this or talk that, but what do you do? Another concept was humans are supposed to clean up after themselves. You make a mess, you clean it up. You break something, you take care of it, clean it up, replace it. Animals never do that. Animals is just continue, keep going. No matter what happens, keep going. That's all the animals do. But we have a whole higher level of responsibilities in the human form. So do you clean up after yourself? Do you make the place better wherever you go? Or are you just a contaminant yourself? Are you causing stress? Are you causing problems? Are you causing decay and dis destruction? Or are you actually a fixer? Everybody appreciates the fixers. So if you want to be appreciated, well, you've got to work on yourself. Self-realization, it's called. Not just note your activities and try not to do the bad ones. Become a more conscious being. See through the illusions. See through the externals of it all. 
see the person who's trying their very best, even if they can't really accomplish much, but they're trying with their whole heart, you've got to back that person. You've got to appreciate that person. I've seen, I can remember a person I met many, many years ago who had a stutter. And it was so hard for that person to get out his thoughts and communicate. But if you would be patient and stop and listen to that person, he had such a determination, such a good heart, such a positive being. It was astonishing. But most people wouldn't stop and give him the time to get out his thoughts and for anybody to see what a good person he was. And he was living a life of almost isolation because of it. No one would take the time to let the guy stutter through his explanation or his expression. But in there was a great person, a really positive, beautiful person. Well, you've got to do that in your life. You've got to see the good down in. You've got to see the heart of people. You have to learn how to see the heart. And you've got to live at the level of your heart. You can't be a mental. You can't be pushing others around. You can't think money is the goal of life. This human form of life is a great opportunity. And this circumstance we're in, this particular time, era, in, in the uh, progress of humanity, is another very special time. Don't run from it. Don't become the negative person. Don't cry about it. Don't become a fault finder. Reach down inside. Pull out your divinity. Look at the good nature that's actually you. There's good in everyone. Learn how to see it in yourself. And learn how to magnify it, improve it, express it. And curb some of your short-tempered habits. Curb some of your criticism and fault findings. Curb your short temperness, your impatience. Curb these things. Hold on, just give it a minute. And you're going to see that if you give it a minute, the beautiful stuff takes a little bit of time to come out. And you get to appreciate much more of the world than if you're impatient and pushing your way around. This is a time of change. You have to be working on changing you. You have to become selfless in the eyes of God. You have to become compassionate in the eyes of humanity. You have to be a positive contributor. You can, you are, but you're covering it by the anxiety the world causes. Well, just take that anxiety and go, it's just strengthening me. If I cope, I'll grow. If I cave and collapse and fall apart, I'll simply turn into uselessness. The human form of life is not meant for that. The human form of life is to get you out of denial and into awareness where you develop love of God and you radiate that love of God and the people appreciate you and you grow together. And the warmth of love, the warmth of honesty, the warmth of compassion fills your life and those around you. That's what you really are. That's what you're supposed to do. Get to it. 
Don't let all these distractions take up your time. Stay firmly fixed in your higher duty. Love of yourself. Love of everyone else. Love of God. The highest concepts for are more the episodes, real use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.